At JCPenney's Memorial Day Sale, sizzling deals are on with store-wide doorbusters all weekend. Or bring home savings up to 50% during our Memorial Day home sale. Save even more with your coupons. And for all former and active military personnel, enjoy an extra 10% off in-store. Just show a valid military or VA ID at checkout. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Coupon valid on select styles through 530. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters valid 526 through 530 and excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. Love Talk Radio.
to La Cosa Nostra Radio. We are a poetry family located at allpoetry.com. And I'd like to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home. We believe in freedom of speech. However, not all of the views and opinions on the show by the guests and poets are reflective of La Cosa Nostra ownership and management and are of their own free will. Enjoy this La Costa Nostra program. Hello, hello. Hey. Good evening. Hey. <laughs> you see, I was talking and forgot that I was on mute. So go figure. I am starting the day off wonderful today. <laughs> well, I am doing really good. If you're starting your day at 9 o'clock at night, that says something. Oh, yeah. My, my, I, I, I'm all backwards. I'm telling you. <laughs> You know, I'm just, I shouldn't have just not got, it was one of those days you just shouldn't get up, you know. <laughs> Some days it's better to be backwards than forwards, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we will get this little party started. I am going to start by saying I apologize for whoever sent me a SoundCloud today. There was no way that I could convert it because it did not want to connect to the host. So the conversion app decided to just go haywire and not help me connect. So I could not convert anyone's audio. So, you know, with all due respect, I know you just put a lot of, you know, (coughs) effort into your recordings, but I'm going to have to read them today because, unfortunately, Kick Cloud just did not want to work with me today. So I do apologize in advance for all that. So. <laughs> oh, how was your day today, Rex? <laughs> oh, one day looks like the next. Looks like yesterday, uh, same as tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. Oh. All right. Let's start off with <clears throat> I want to start off with Halloween Lullaby by Robert Pulaski and here we go sleep sleep my baby have a great nightmare night hag will tuck you in in her black night bed. she lives in thick creepers on the cemetery with more hags and ghouls and slimy black toads. There, vampire spiders slurping on the hot blood clutch their steel snare strings across your night dreams. Sandman will rise up and knock on the door, sweeps in and jumps behind closet drawers. Rockabye baby, high in the treetop, foul breaks cradle fall down with my babe. Little gray wolf will come grab you by the flank, drag you in the woods under the willow root. In the forest deep, baby, sleep, sleep, sleep. <laughs> and poem, that was really cool. I like that. 
because um, he incorporated, you know, obviously Rockabye Baby, and he incorporated, I believe, is the Russian uh, Rockabye. Um, I would never be able to pronounce it, but it does have about a gray wolf that will, if you sleep too close to the edge of your bed, will come and snatch you up by the flank and take you off to the willow root and um, eat you up. So I thought that was pretty cool how he, you know, encompassed uh, both of those plus, you know, the Sandman idea. So this was a really, really cool write because of that. Like he, he took everything and he kind of just put it all up in there. You know, I have to really admire um, how we, you know, sang songs to our children growing up and we were saying songs that had to do with, you know, <laughs> terrible things happening to us and you know we thought it was cute because of the tone that it was saying and it was like yay meanwhile if we only knew what they were actually singing to us we wouldn't have been so thrilled about it <laughs> what do you think of that Rex? <laughs> yeah he, he did an excellent job incorporating um the uh the the um <clears throat> The, the lullabies, I, I mean, you know, it's, it's got all the elements, and, and like you said, he mentioned the Sandman, too, and, and, and um, the, the Grey Wolf was an interesting touch, wherever he got it from, that, that, that sounded, you know, I had never heard it before, so it sounded unique to me. The whole, the whole picture, though, that he painted was very original and, 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 and wonderfully done. Um, you know, I almost want to say it's, it's the way the original probably should have been done because like you said, it, it's very misleading the way that it's like, you know, it's, it, it's like, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> you know, uh, truth in advertising, truth in advertising. There's like, you know, a lot, a lot of truth in, in, in the division, the way he paints it. <laughs> so I really yes. appreciate what he did. I really appreciate it for what he did. Go to bed, you little brat. Otherwise, I'm going to call the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Yeah, I think that was the Russian, um, uh, a Russian lullaby that was saying, and and it was just great because it's like if you don't sleep too close to the edge of the bed, or the wolf will come and grab you by the flank. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's great. Two one zero. Who am I speaking with? Oh, hi, it's Headshot. Hey, Headshot. How are you? Hey, pretty good. Did you get to hear that poem? Hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, it reminded me a bit of the uh, Pilgrims and in Indian days, uh, where where we, where we had to uh, where they had to warn of, of the of the the uncommon un, uh, of the beasts in the woods. Uh, they were Indians; they didn't speak their language, and and they, they were a bit ruthless. Um, so so when I hear music like that. Uh, is typically, I think, uh, it comes back from the old days when we were at war with each other on this land. It was a great ride. Yeah. Awesome comment. I agree. I thought that was a really cool ride. I enjoyed that. Did you have a poem for tonight, Headshot? Because I know the board was locked, so I don't know if you got your chance to... Uh, yeah, I threw it in there earlier. Uh, it should be in there. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, I don't see it. Uh, I I can post it up there for you if you want. Yeah, if you can put it on the board and then you can I throw it on the board. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. 
Okay, this one's called uh, Fractured. Um, bound, bound for greatness, lust conclusion, super cushion subconscious. Is a conclusion not nor or conclusions from and to? To say a conclusion leads to conclusions. Are conclusions not a conclusion? Death with its confusion. Their restart is our rewind button on our coat. They get a plane to shoot down those not the same. We get a boat. Paddle from those with shame. Don't you know it? We are not the same. We are just trying to show it. And Paul. That was, um, <clears throat> I really liked, uh, where did I see it now? To say a conclusion leads to conclusion. All conclusions are not a conclusion. Death with its confusion. That was, um, <clears throat> a tongue twister in itself. I didn't think I would even get it out of my mouth right now. That was, um, <laughs> really good. Yeah, I, I have, I have really bad times with, like, reading things that are like that. Like, I don't know what it is. My tongue will twist itself in all different directions, and I can't get it out. But that was really um, a really good write. I, I thought it was really interesting. I like the title of it, The Fractured, because um, it's definitely, a, <clears throat> you know, I, the way you wrote it, the way you 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 encompassed all those all those um, those phrases in there that just really um, tongue tied me there. But they were really well put and really well written. <clears throat> yeah, thanks. It's just um, to say. Kind of, uh, to, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, what were you? What was your mindset when you wrote that? Like, I like to just ask, since you know we don't have a lot of people here, so I. Uh, can... <laughs> oh, okay, cool. It's basically a as is. Uh, so, so conclusions to conclusion. To get a conclusion, you have to have conclusions. You have to you have to have multiple. Uh, yeah, there you go. So so you have to you have all these issues, and then you come to a result. Uh, a conclusion is a result. Uh, or result, and so you have plenty of results, and just to get to one result, uh, you have all these people fighting, and you 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 converse to 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 for clarity, and and then to say uh, conclusion is conclusion, even when we reach a conclusion, there's always two sides to the story, or or mm-hmm. something uh, uh, something else. So a conclusion is not a conclusion, uh, is what I was trying to prove or show. That's really cool. I, and I like and it's that. the ending. So so <clears throat> if you tied up at the ending, uh, you you're just in a cycle from beginning and now. You never actually get to yeah. the ending. You're just flipping around. Right, right. I think it'd be the start of something completely new. Uh, that that that's what I like about it. You know, you talk about conclusion, like you say that 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 there's a sense of finality that should be wrapped up in that. That there isn't always done. That it isn't always there. And and that's what this speaks to me of. You know, I really enjoyed it for that. You, you did a great job with it. Um, you know, it really makes you think, you know, because when when you say, you know, oh, it, it's come to its, its natural conclusion or whatever, it, it, it's like, well, <laughs> you could you could think that it's over, but it's never really over, you know. And, and, and it, it, there's always that thought, too, of, you know, what comes next. So, you know, it may be the, the conclusion of one you know, thought of or something, but, you know, there's always, I think, even, you know, later on, there's something that that, that kind of uh, echoes back to um, where it came from. So, you know, the, the, the legacy of it, you know, that, that that's the other piece of that, that that it makes me think of too, you know, yeah, it, it might... is, is it really over, you know? 
it, it could it could be it could be to say that uh, what is done is wrong or can be improved. Therefore, nothing is officially done. Right. Good point. Well, thank you for bringing that. That was really cool. That was an awesome right head shot. <clears throat> I'm going to go into While Ophelia Cries by, I always say Jag325 because I know it's J-E-G, but I just like calling him Jag. <laughs> and let's see. So this is While Ophelia Cries. Night vaguely lit by dim summer moon, clearly revealing her faded white gown. Pale Ophelia, do you weep for the past when I still walked over fields of grain? While shadowy veil cloaks lost doorway, phantom organ plays its pagan melody. Caught in this realm of all-seeing eyes, minutes trip through a crimson hourglass. Black gallows moan amid fretful winds from shadowy glades deserted by light. Rows of birds peck my bare shoulders. Loud cawing noises spark deathly fright. No longer myself, distanced from time, my spirit ready to touch the skies. Dawns are heartbreaking, I discover, hanging here, while Ophelia cries. And poems. Now, he always writes some great dark fantasies, and his, his fantasy writes are just awesome. Um, so he, he always... Um, usually brings it when I ask for something that has to do with, uh, you know, fairy darkness. tales or anything like that. Yeah, in darkness. He, he's really, really awesome with it. He always, uh, I think his imagery is always something that captures your attention. He kind of paints the picture very well with his words. Like you um, could literally just close your eyes and envision everything that he is, <laughs> you know, describing to you. You know, the faded white gown, the dim summer moon, the, you know, everything feels great. Like, he can just paint an entire picture out for you, which is just awesome to me. And my headphones are going crazy. Um, <laughs> black gallows moan amid fretful winds from shadowy glades deserted by light. Rows of birds peck my bare shoulders loud, cawing noises spark deathly fright. That would definitely be a deathly fright. I mean, I... I love crows and ravens just as much as the next person, but the thought of one pecking at me would just be a little too much for me to handle. So, you know, he just grabs that. You know, he really knows how to bring it out there when he writes. So this was really, really awesome. <laughs> Headshot, what did you think of this? Uh, well, when I think of uh, shoulders, I, I think of, of men carrying the world and the uh, sacrifice we, uh, we provide to do so. And and so uh, when we're carrying the world, there's people pecking at it and doing all kinds of stuff to it, making it difficult. It's it's not an easy thing to do, but we do it. And I think he uh, elaborates on that in this poem. So it's a great rack. Awesome. And rack, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I hear Ophelia. I got my mind goes to Shakespeare. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, and and you know it's funny funny that you mentioned about you know closing your eyes and being able to envision it because you know my eye situation <laughs> I don't have yeah. to close my eyes to envision it <laughs> so um, yeah I I have I have to concur with what you said 
um, as, as living in darkness. It, it, it's it's um, it really uh, he paints mm. he paints a beautiful visual as dark as what the subject matter is, you know, um, which is, mm-hmm. is uh, I, I won't say it's not easy to do, but he he does it elegantly, you know. Um, <coughs> damn you! <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, and then he brought in the ravens and everything else, um, you know, like, like Headshot said, um, the, the, the use of that metaphor and, and, and the shoulders has, has uh, you know, added meaning to it um, when you think of the weight of the world on your shoulders, you know, that, that's something that, that is uh, very likely to get missed by some people, you know, so, so that, that, that's a beautiful thought as well that he, that he tucked in there. Um, but the, the whole thing overall is, is, is gorgeous. He really did a great job with it, the thorns, and, and I really appreciated that too. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Let's all send a get well to poor Sawa, who apparently is extremely sick and can't call in today. So we hope you get better, Sawa. Feel better. <clears throat> yeah, stay sick. We like the silence. <laughs> You're so mean. I know she's listening on the playback. I, I'm, I'm hoping she's spitting the soup out now when she hears me say that. Oh, uh, you're so bad. Oh, she, she, she might even call in just to yell at me, because you know I have that effect on her sometimes. <laughs> I see her calling. I'm gonna be like, look at that. You got the poor woman out of her sick bed. <laughs> <laughs> I dragged her off her deathbed. <laughs> 305, who am I speaking with? Yeah, hello, Lizzie Trash. How you doing? Hey, Ray, how are you? Back your boy, Liz, hello. <laughs> and headshot. And headshot, yes, headshot's here. <laughs> well, since you called, Raz, I'm going to put you up on the board. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds just fantastic. I thought <laughs> off my answer yesterday in the middle of the night. I think he was expecting it. <laughs> That's why he waited till now. He was like, I'll call in now and she'll put me up. <laughs> oh, come on. Wi-Fi. Just work. <laughs> I swear. Oh, no, I couldn't God. think of guarantee that I'd be on the board. <laughs> I go, yeah. No, we just got to do it herself. She's worried we're going to dock her pay. <laughs> yeah, see, it's my Wi-Fi. It's running like freaking molasses today. There you go, Raz. I got you up there. <laughs> All right. No coffee. Wolf and Willow. Wolf and Willow. Midnight clock mantle, the ants are inside the woodwork, striving for the minutes left behind the wall enclosure. The board meeting the father's feeling stuck, hourly adjourned. The ghosts aimlessly walking the hallway, filing, reaffirmed. A photograph of a great grandmother, the cheap lighter burned. Strange bending of the rocking chair, knees apart, the legs, mending snare. Where or when is when and where to by chance there? With someone underneath the bed, really there, 
I hallucinated the systemic activities lying in cold despair. Turned to look once and someone was not really there. Blood bound and thick, the winter air sat at overkill chill. They paid the lone banker and the bean cooker for the shingle roof and ripped the bill. Willow Woods extended directly to the window sill. Black book incinerated to the bottom char reel still. Knocking and knocking, the spirit wrapping the darkness reeks. A sobbing noise again beneath the bed, pulling closer to the sheets. I should have said forgive me to those I offended on back road European streets. The willow woods are breaking the constrained distance to necessary relief. And the wolf has me from below, dragged across the skyline trees. And pump. That's pretty awesome. I like that. <laughs> so, um, just a question. I have to ask because you used the wolf too. Did you get that from the um, from that uh, that one prompt that I put up with the with the wolf and the sleeping at the edge of the bed <laughs> and taking you by your flank? Yeah, that's uh, the wolf will hide sometimes underneath the bed and then pull the children into uh, the forest. In order to be punished. Okay, yeah, because um, that, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, the wolf, the lovely wolf. You know, and I sleep at the edge of my bed. You know, thank goodness they never taught me this as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was really good, Red. I I really like the um the uh, the way you began it with the midnight clock mantle, and the answer inside the woodwork, and <clears throat> that whole um. And then when you went into the strange bending of the rocking chair, knees apart, the legs mending, snare, like, you can just, like, hear creaking, and I hallucinated the <laughs> seismic activities lying in cold despair. Like, you could just, like, hear the creaking and envision the the shaking underneath the bed, and you're thinking, holy shit, is there really something underneath the bed? Nah, it's in my head. That's not really there. <laughs> this was really, really awesome. I like the way you wrote this, uh, Raz. Thank you for bringing this. Uh, what do you think of this, uh, Rex? Mm-hmm. Um, you you did a fantastic job with this, Raz. Um, I love I love the flow of it. Um, I I don't know that you normally do it like that. Um, short line rhymes, uh, it, it it just came out really beautifully. Um, and and then you know the whole story that you told, the subject matter, all of it. Um, and you know I I almost want to say you know because it's you, you know you mentioned the wolf, you know if for some reason it, it, because it's you, you know you make me think of Wall Street too, and and, and the government, <laughs> but. You know, again, that that that's my own twisted mind reading something into it that you probably didn't intend. But you know, I I thought I thought it was a fantastic right. Um, you you painted a, a wonderful picture, and and you know the whole flow of it just it, it tripped off your tongue. It it was wonderful. It really was. The 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 flow was beautiful. It, uh, I really enjoyed it a lot, Raz. Thank you very much, Rack. Yeah, no, this was straightforward. No modern day metaphors with the wolf, but the nursery rhyme, those stories they would see to their kids in order to go to sleep at night. Awesome. Headshot, what'd you think? Uh yeah, uh yeah, that was that was that was what I was gonna hit. Um so uh for the longest time uh we, we left our doors unlocked and then people would sneak in, wait under the the, the bed and then and then when everybody goes to sleep they take the kid out the window. Um, so we had all these stories of big bad wolves and this and that. Now uh, kids can play outside, for that matter. 
Um, I, I will say wolves won't yeah. attack if they don't have an advantage. Uh, if it's one on one, a wolf will, will retreat, get more wolves, and get an advantage, and then uh, go, proceed. Uh, I, I think uh, this poem speaks a lot to the after effects of racism and the effects of its reoccurrence, being that uh, a lot of black people and, and other people are talking about racism and the laws and uh, that the KKK wrote our laws and this and that, and, and it wouldn't be an issue, but it's still going on. Uh, so it's hard to deny or uh, look away from, to ignore. I thought it was a great way. Awesome comments. <laughs> Thanks, Hot Shot. Um, okay. Rez, do you mind reading for Papa Terminus? No, I don't mind reading on the show for you. Okay. He is on the board. Yeah. This is called Fires Still Burn by Paul Paterminus. Protestant fires still burn in the country yard of Tudor Gardens. Bloody roses grow from Mary. Her apple white complexion, sun bleached. Scarlet and bones, red scent of rotted orchids. I heard a mockingbird singing out of tune about, casting shadows across the moon. Smoke drifted like a crescendo, wrinkling her porcelain skin. Her reign was marred by horror. Tomes of history proclaim, watch for vultures as you soar above. The ashen roses of Tudor Gardens. As they still burn. And poem. Awesome. <clears throat> so yeah, so I know that he um wrote this um based on the Mary Mary quite contrary. Um <clears throat> which <laughs> Yeah, you you have to uh love the Oh, um, thing behind Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Another one of those, you know, lovely things that we're taught as children, and it's not what we think it is. You know, it has nothing to do with garden you know, grow. Yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with her garden growing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> when you think about, you know, she was, you know, murderous, so you know, psychopath. You know what I mean? And um, you know, they they were just talking about Queen Mary the First of England, but. You know, it's a really, you know, the way they, you know, just like Ring Around the Rosie was another one, you know, I mean, we sang it as children, you know, thinking ha, 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 and it has to do with the plague, you know. So Mary Mary Quite Contrary was actually quite another one that really, I thought was, you know, doing research on this, I thought was pretty cool because, you know, here's, you know, Bloody Mary, the thing that, though I never played it as a kid, but I'm sure plenty of people did, but I was never that daring. I'm sorry, you know wasn't planning to call up any freaking, you know, crazy psychopath. You know? <laughs> but, yeah, he did a really good job with this. I really um, enjoyed <clears throat> how he wrote it. Uh, I like the little style that he chose to write it into. It's kind of like <clears throat> a really – it took a weird shape to it, which I think is pretty cool. Um, 
And again, with Mockingbird singing out of tune about casting shadows across the moon, smoke drifted like a crescendo, wrinkling her porcelain, her porcelain skin. That's pretty awesome. I, I like that that imagery that that's created right there. So this is really an awesome write. Um, but you know, Papa always brings um some really awesome writes. And this is for brevity. I thought he did an awesome job with it. So Raz, you read it. What do you think? <clears throat> yeah, that's a terrible feeling burning alive to death and it was the punishment of the during the Spanish Inquisition and a good part of Western European history when it regards Mm -hmm. the uh, rule over the state in order to execute those who had no faith in God and uh, being punished for that sin was definitely one of those laws that one can think not to be all that too more humane. And the reminder here is of the flames that there are plenty of Catholic things that were punished for their beliefs, uh, which comes from oh. trials of heresy and persecution. Mm-hmm. Awesome <clears throat> Headshot, what'd you think? Uh, this brings back a lot of memories. Uh, the, the the ending caught my eye. The Tudor gardens as they still burn. Uh, when we were younger, mm-hmm. uh, the 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 principal used to used to hit us and abuse us, and our parents did it, and and our friends did it, and uh, everybody did it. So we've been growing up in this abusive uh, environment, and expected to play along, um, and, and it's been like this forever. Uh, but we're grown-ups now, and we know the difference, and, and we can advise others of what's going to happen, what has happened. Uh, they were wrong then, they're wrong now, and they're going to be wrong in the future. They have us in a, in a backcourt where uh, they do it, and then they make it illegal and punish us for doing it, and then they do it and, and get away with it uh, while doing it, while we're being punished at the same time. So uh, it's just an endless cycle that it's been going on forever, uh, and that's because uh, we, we can't all agree on something. Uh, with words like conclusion, uh, it's, it's expected. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome comment. Rack. I enjoyed this a lot, particularly the verse that you called out, because um, the, the, when he said that about the Mockingbird, there's a song, Listen to the Mockingbird, that it, my mind went to when the, when the minute he said that. And it, it fits well with the imagery that he brought. You know, it's very dark and... and, and um, foreboding um it's really an ominous type poem um you know the the, the whole idea that the, the porcelain skin cracking i, I mean the, mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole thing is uh wonderfully done wonderfully done Agreed. Awesome pull, 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 pull back the veil a little bit on the uh what the what the story really is trying to tell yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, it's 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 funny because I mean, you hear people all the time. Oh, you know, people don't believe in God, or you know, the, the state needs to. And I always said, look, I'm sorry, I I could be as Catholic as Catholic is, but I will always say that the church has no place in a government because you know, when you look back yeah. in the past, we see what happens when the church gets involved in anything that has to do <laughs> with our government being run. You know what I mean, like. We have enough issues with the government being the government. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's not even add religion look into at, the whole. <laughs> just look. Just look at Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. Do not put the two. You cannot. That is just 
<laughs> that's just adding that is just adding fuel to the damn fire. Don't do it. Just don't do it. You just can't have the two of them. You know, and I always laugh when people are like, Oh, well you not and I'm like, No, no, they do not belong in the same place together. They need to keep they, they need to keep that shit separated. You know, that's like you know, no, you just don't do it. <laughs> what, what, what document what document is it written in about separation of church and state? Yeah. That, yeah. That, 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 that that that's in one of them. I I, I mean I, I yes. I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember which one, but I know it's this. Me neither. I don't remember, but I damn well know it exists. <laughs> Somewhere near the Magna Carta. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it does exist for a reason because it's just nope. And you look at you know history and you're like shit. This is why you know there's a separation between church and state because holy crap, you know. <laughs> yeah. They do not belong in the same category together. Oh my goodness! Conflict of Mhm. Just too much right there. Way too much right there. Mm, let's see. I'll put Tila. <clears throat> Let me just check over here. There's nothing going. So we have Tila. Child's puzzled issues. Childhood, where children are asked to not to not to look for bad stuff or utter a bad word or not to hear bad stuff. Why? The same children who are suppressed, timid, and scary in adult life are the ones due to their vulnerability, not knowing not knowing the serious thing which affects them for my lifetime. I think children should be allowed in schools and parents should discuss with their kids to have a debate. Watch short documentaries about no zone or red life traffic, drug trafficking, and be taught <clears throat> sorry, and <clears throat> be taught what is right or wrong. That way children get aware, be careful in adult life. If anyone tries to hurt them, be more alert and keep away or warn others to keep out. Many lives would be saved, less suicide, less domestic violence, less violence in the streets. <clears throat> and poem. So I think Tila hit something right on the nose. I, I think that, you know, we do try to uh, cushion our children through certain things. I mean, I don't because I'm the creepy mom that likes all the spooky, scary stuff. And so I, I let my kids, you know. <laughs> it's the one thing about having the goth mom that, you know. <laughs> what that act you mean? <laughs> You know, I toss you into the, you know, Halloween store with the crazy, you know, headless things and go, hey, look, it's cool, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, I, I didn't really, you know, spoil my, I didn't try to protect my children from the scary, spooky stuff in life. Well, hell, eventually you're going to be sent out to the wolves, and again, here come the wolves, getting you by the flank, you know, in more ways than one. <laughs> um, you know, eventually you're going to throw your kids out to the real world, and they're going to have to know the shit that's out there, and... So, I, I, you know, she, she is absolutely right in this piece, you know, to stop trying to, I, I guess, you know, protect them from things that are just going to happen in this world, you know. And you're going to encounter it whether you're five or you're 55, but you're going to at some point encounter, you know, the, the horrors, of, of, you know, in life. You're going to click on that news and there's going to be some horrible shit going on. And, you know, and you're going to just have to learn to deal with it or you're going to lose your mind, you know what I mean? So. 
you know, I think that parents do need to be a little less, um, oh, no, I don't want them knowing about that because, oh, it's just so terrible. Yeah, it's terrible, but they'll get over it now. And, you know, when they get older, it's something that they'll be able to just not just accept it. I shouldn't just say that because it's not acceptance. It's more you would be prepared to deal with it and have a plan to yeah. either, you know, stop it in one way or another instead of just having the deer caught in headlights reaction, you know what I mean, and not know how to deal with the situation. When the situation is already, you know, something that you're aware of, you're already working on a way to solve the problem, not, you know, just be stuck in the middle going, I I, I, I don't know. So, yeah, I think she has a really good point with this, and I think she did a really good job bringing that (coughs) out in this piece. What do you think, Rex? Yeah, I mean, you know, what's the expression for warned is forearmed? Um, you know, yep. if they're aware of, if they're aware that the uh, the um, issue exists, then they they can kind of prepare for it, and, and um, you know, have some sort of idea of what to do if they encounter it. You know, the 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 ignorance and the shadows uh, don't don't do them any 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 good. You know, it, it, sheltering them is only going to make them more vulnerable and, and more prone to, to falling into it. It's, it's like preventative care, you know. If, if, if you mm-hmm. can avoid it to begin with, then you don't have to deal with it, you know, when, when it comes up later on, you know, to the degree that you would if, if you didn't prepare for it. So, you know, you do your best to avoid it to begin with, and, and you don't have to deal with it and, and encounter it. So, yeah, she did, she did a good job with that. It was wonderful, Tila. <clears throat> Awesome comment. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, it shows how much concern there is from the parental association for these children. They're living in times where the fears are these kids receive an education at school. Are they learning that their parents are terrorists? Are they receiving (laughs) proper word when it comes to passing any subject? and being enlightened to the full extent of what realities the adult world considers them now. And outside of those ordinary fears, it's just more and more for parents to worry about their kids. And I I believe it shows greatly in this right how you're thinking about real children. You don't want it to be the next little red riding hood who is abducted somewhere out front of the school. Yeah, yeah, very true. Awesome comment. Headshot. Uh, I've seen prisons that act better. I've seen dogs that act better. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to say it's humiliating, but but uh, humanity has, has submerged a bit. Uh, everyone wants to go to heaven. Uh, no one wants to die. Everything has a price. Freedom isn't free. I would chop I would chop heads off if your presidency chose me. I thought it was a great right. Awesome comment. <clears throat> you get the best candy from windowless man. <laughs> Only the candy man would that. It would be nice to, to be to uh to be America's uh Santa Claus because uh, everyone was told to be naughty or nice, so so they got it coming to them. <laughs> True. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. 
Jimmy. It is a man of honor, isn't it? A man of honor covered in blood, uh, the white and red. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was hearing this whole thing about um, how that picture of Santa Claus came up and then the actual guy who, who <laughs> created that image of Santa Claus um, actually did it um, for, it was like one of those propagandas um, for wartime. And that's how he got that, you know, the whole image that we have of Santa Claus, the red and white, the, you know, there was like all these toys that he had in his hand, all, you know, was something, it was it was just made for propaganda. In Rockefeller? And, Roman Rockefeller? No, no, it wasn't right. It was some other, I can't even think of the man's name. I was watching, Show you know, I watched this YouTuber. In the 30s? And, what? Show him before him in the 30s? Yes. I can't think yeah, of the name, and he yeah. was really known. He was really known an image for... that's mass propagated what we celebrate at Christmas now. Yeah, and he uh, was like that was what he did. Like he was, yeah, he was known for doing like well every every artist every piece of art that he made was made and was used for propaganda, and he was the one who created the Santa Claus that we know and love today. <laughs> that wasn't. You know, even the image of what he was until he oh, got his oh, hands oh. on, and that, yep, and that's how he became the the Santa that we know and love today. But yeah, he was actually uh, created. Yeah. Uh, God, yeah, they took Jesus, a saint. and I also look at the original uh, Santa Claus painting. Like God, there's original God and, and Jesus and devil, and they all have original uh, paintings of them. Mm-hmm. It's like really weird when you think about it. I always like wondered. I mean, okay, you took Saint Nicholas. Okay, fine, but. How did we get the, you know, the fuzzy hat, the, you know? <laughs> and so when I was watching, I was like, okay, great, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was, you know, made basically, you know, for the towards the night before Christmas, the book. And, and that picture just continued on its way. And that's how we got, you know, rosy cheeked, you know, bowl of jello bellied I- little St. Nick, you know what I mean? So it's really... I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, all, all, all I would say is, if the white was iron, uh, he would be Jesus on the cross, on his wrists, his ankles, yeah. and his head. True. Do you remember? Oh my goodness! It was a few years ago where this artist got like some big. He, he they, they they try to rip him a new one, um, because he <laughs> painted this picture of Santa Claus crucified. You know, he was crucified, and people had a fit about it. Like, oh, how dare you crucify Santa Claus? Missing the whole picture that, you know, the whole point that this man was trying to get was that you took, yeah, you took Jesus' birthday and you capitalized on it. You don't even care, you know, about the fact that this holiday was supposed to be, you know, celebrating the, the, the birth of Christ. You're taking it and saying, oh, it's the birth of me getting, you know, a brand new computer that day because it's Christmas and I asked for it. You know what I'm saying? So, or a plane um, when you're supposed to everybody, be saving everybody and destroying the planet. The, the popes and the preachers yeah, exactly. are flying planes everywhere destroying the, the planet. Is that God's uh, will or what? And I mean, people wanted to just, they wanted to crucify this man for making this painting. Like it was, and it was <laughs> a, an amazing painting. Like it really was an amazing painting. And it was just, it was hung in like some gallery in Manhattan. And of course, well, this caused 
havoc, but it was a really, I, I, I really wish I could remember the man's name because it was an amazing picture. And, you know, the, 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 the whole thing behind it, I thought was a great, you know, I, I understood exactly what he was trying to get at. And yet That's people were just so <laughs> highly insulted by it. I was like, oh, please. I might say men and, men and God do not disagree or do not agree. Uh, God is okay with gays. And there are some men that are not okay with gays because if there's nothing but gays, you can't have kids. You have no future. Uh, same with, mm-hmm. with straight women. It was a really awesome painting. I wish I could find it. I, I would definitely post it because I thought it was a really awesome thing. Alrighty. Um, anonymous is going to need a reader. When we come yeah. far, our grandparents had 10 kids apiece, and now we're down, we're struggling. Uh, yeah. Out. Well, a lot of people don't even want to have kids now. Like, it's just, they don't want to get married. They don't want to have kids, which, you know, <laughs> is almost understandable with the way things are going nowadays. I mean, I, I don't even blame anybody for that one. I know my, my great-grandmother yeah, had rude. <laughs> They're like, we don't need you anymore. And it's back, everything's backfiring because everybody's being rude to everybody else. Yeah. Found a related pose. Everybody just what? The crucified Santa Claus, Lizzie, but he didn't say the name of the painter. Yeah, I can't. I gotta. I gotta find it. I have to find it. I will find it, and I will post it before the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I will find it. I will find it. It was like so many years ago, and I still remember the painting. I'll be damned if I remember who did it. But nineteen ninety-eight, February, January. Oh, there you go. See. Raz, this is why it's good to have you around. <laughs> <laughs> one of the many I'll reasons. Remember the, yeah, I, I, I can remember a little thing, but Raz will be the one that finds the whole big picture. <laughs> My brain don't work on that level of uh, intelligence. You know? <laughs> Raz got the big yeah, brain. <laughs> that's, that's better than me. My, my brain just plain don't work, so. Yeah, mine works slightly. You know, slightly. Occasionally, it, it, it does something like a spark, you know. People think the house is uh, fire, you, but you know, the world wasn't that bad. Them. The world wasn't that bad till they sold uh, China our technology. Now we're equal, and uh, uh, North Korea is getting a hundred nukes every year. Uh, Russia <laughs> just got the oil, and Japan's in our backside. So hopefully they don't try to strike us again, because uh, that would be horrific. Think about that, because that would not be. Lord knows. After Hiroshima, I can't them. imagine them walking among us to begin with. I, I just. It, it boggles my mind. Yeah, true. <laughs> you would think, right? I mean, Jesus. The thought alone. Hiroshima and, yeah. and uh, what was the other one? It's like you did what to my ancestors? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, stay, I'd sit in the corner quiet, personally. You know what I'm saying? Uh, another thing is... Uh, <laughs> okay. Another thing, a, a radio just came out that, that you should sound only to you, so somebody can sit next to you and they won't hear it. Really? Oh, shit. That's pretty awesome. <coughs> now that's what you call technology. Video <laughs> yeah, I go, hell with the flying car, man. I don't need the flying car. <laughs> anyway. um, who wants to read for Anonymous? As headshot. Either one of you want to read for Anonymous? Well, if no one's going to read Anonymous, I'll read for you. Okay. 
It is Here's on the, the board. Here's the poem. 278 words. Too much. A poetic prose effort. You must allow the pain to visit. You must allow it to teach you. You must not allow it to overstay. Let it go. Mm. Oh, but for this justice I cry out now. The certain gravity of the truth, universal balance, and all God's honest has gotten to me. Go find another willing puppet pupil. I must move on. Your beauty is all way too dangerous for any simple sacrifice like me. Oh, yes, please look out lest I tell you. You're wanting all the scans to trouble you, your beauty at your prime. I know that I could for certain just let you throw me around and around the gambit. If so, yes, slightly tried friend. I'm waiting for nothing but you, you, looking back at me. Show me your generous steed of divinity, of everlasting faith, so that we can all be moved ourselves to go up with you as a sincere part of your hope. That when balance remains to be the sincere treasure for the gracious. Oh, joy, without a doubt, I truly welcome the tenderness and the generous sentiment of this suggestion. The fancy of faith is offered readily to such wealth most oftentimes, or at least it should be. And balanced passion becomes secondary to the honest service to the host of this life. Uninhabited true love fails in love with true love. Moving within this way, we all abide within this effort. We thrive. Lust, I can take you or leave you, but I admit that without your library banter, yes, you certain desire all giddy, yes, to treat the outright threats, remain honest-minded, open-hearted, and willing to fully remain these ways in all that we do, say regardless or else, embracing any so-called pain. We could never survive. But this teaches us signed love. Okay. <clears throat> well, you read it, Raz. What do you think? Yes, definitely an insightful piece on nature of love. And uh, one can do it wholeheartedly. One can do it partially. One could realize that it's a part of their relationships or just simply put it on the back burner like it doesn't exist. But what is true of love is that it's not lust, which is just a physical, sexual desire. Mm -hmm. And uh, love depends on something slightly more substantial than uh, how a person feels when their body is warmed. Awesome. Rack, what do you think? Uh, I'm trying to twist it into the prompt and say that, you know, love is only a fairy tale. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I got, you know, pretty much what, what Raz was pointing out, that, that lust is not love. Um, that, that, was, that was the main thing that I latched onto in, in, in that piece. Um, you know, it, it, it was well written and... Um, and uh, very eloquent. Yeah, he has a way of writing like that. Headshot, what do you think? Uh, it seems as though uh, love is is bound by pain. Uh, 
and, and it's like uh, we're in a in a barrel of liquid, and it, and instead of the ocean, uh, just one way it goes back and forth, and and love is in the middle, and pain just goes back and forth. Uh, the less pain, the more love. Uh, the more pain, the less love, because because with pain comes hurt uh, and, and and hate. Uh, I thought it was a great rant. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> yeah, I I I I see that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get the um, the lust um, is definitely not love. I mean, we, I think we all know that. You know, <laughs> I think we could all say that. You know, at one point or another, we all had the lust um, sin. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the looking at somebody and going, "Hot damn!" You know what I mean? But um, and it's definitely not love. It's just based on that physical attraction and yeah you know it's it's over once it's over but you know true love is that doesn't matter you know how fat how skinny how tall how short how you know whatever whatever it's the something within you that we're in love with not you know your physical attraction and and i like the uninhibited true love falls in love with true love like i i really like that line i think that <laughs> that line is really cool line the the idea you know that the true love falls in love with true love moving within this way we all abide within this effort we thrive so i think that's really awesome um anonymous always brings um some really um in-depth um ideas when he writes he always has those make you think kind of uh that moose is always in season yeah you know, so it's just one of those things that every time you read it, you know you're going to get something really deep and profound out of everything that he writes, which is, I, which is really, you know, I think is really awesome. So thank you, Anonymous, yeah, if for I might writing say, this. And, yeah. If I, if I might say about love, uh, if everyone says love is one thing and someone else says love is another, then is love not but a conclusion? Um, well, that is that is absolutely true. <laughs> Because what's love to you might not be what's love to me. <laughs> and it might not be the same to Raz or Rack, you know what I mean? So you absolutely, absolutely got a point there, you know, and it is, you know. And, and, and I might add, uh, a lot of people say they're writing the book. They're not actually writing the book because uh, they're not actually writing in the book. They write a bit of it, and they're like, I'm writing a book for a year. They tell everybody, and then they finish the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, while you're writing a book, uh, to do something, you must continuously do it. That's why I'm writing a very long book that just continues forever. I'm like the only person on earth <laughs> writing a book. <laughs> That's a very long book. <laughs> I say I would like to write a book because I know that I can't continuously work on anything because something's going to pull me from what I'm doing. So I, I can't continuously do anything. I continuously breathe only because it's just something that naturally occurs. Because if it was something I had to think about, I would be blue right now. So <laughs> you, know? you, 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 you continuously grow puppies. Continuously. Yeah, yes. Oh, puppies! I, I, I go puppies. I, I could do puppies like nothing. Lord knows. I got a few of those to give away. Anybody? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh my God! And this house, that song goes just fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what? We're gonna do a SoundCloud. I'm gonna put um, Phil up because Phil was the only one that gave me a YouTube, so I was able to convert that. But I couldn't convert um, 
the actual the sound files one. today. I don't I don't know what was going on with the app today, but whatever. So let's uh, go pull up Bill. You gave us a Herculean effort. <laughs> yes, I, I really did. I, I tried. So here we go. Phil the poet. This is a poem. Come on, you promised us a SoundCloud. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Hold on. This is a poem by Phil the Poet called Beware the Wolf He Doth Come. Sleep, my little one, sleep. Before the shadows creep, before the moon doth rise, come, close your tired eyes. Beware the howling of the moon, the chilliness felt in your room. Poor prince on frosty window panes, the sad departing of the cranes. Hold your quilt of dreams real tight, hide from the shadows of the night. Let this lullaby drown out your fear. Hush, my dear little one, do not stare. Set not your delicate foot on the ground, for the hungry pack can hear the sound. Running in rhythm at the beat of a drum, beware. The wolf, he doth come. Sleep, my darling princess, sleep. Close your eyes, don't you peek. This lullaby keeps the beast away until the dawning of a bright new day. End poem. (laughs) Awesome. Inspired by the Russian lullaby. (laughs) I can never pronounce that, but yes. Um, awesome because again, the wolf just seems to be the thing that called everyone's attention. Um, it's just something, yeah, it's just something about wolves that just call your attention. And I, I think, I, you know, you could talk about boogeyman and, and cuckoo, like we used to say in Spanish and stuff like that, but wolves are very real. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I think that the the fact that it is something that is extremely real, extremely dangerous, if it's a hungry pack, you know what I mean, that just scares the loving hell out of you, you know, and especially to think that this sucker might be underneath your bed ready to just snatch you up and just drag you off and eat you away somewhere, you know what I mean? So I, I think that it was the one thing that everybody just seemed to really draw themselves really close to with, with the uh, with the wolf. Um so I, I like um, his the way he wrote this. It really did sound like something you would, you know, read to scare the loving hell out of someone. Um, beware the howling of the moon, the chillness felt in your room, poor prints on frosty window panes, the sad departing of the train. You know, it just picturing this, you know, this, that smoked up window and these poor prints just appear on your window. Like, mm-hmm. that's enough to scare the shit out of you. <laughs> So I really like the way he, he, he did this. He really captured that creepy vibe, you know, and, and, and the little darkness of the of the, the lullaby here or the <clears throat> or the creepy little nursery rhymes that, you know, I was hitting on with the with the prom. So he did an awesome, awesome job with this. <laughs> Rack, what'd you think of that? Yeah, he did he did a great job. Um 
Uh, you know, you you kept kept mentioning the wolf. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie that um, Jack Nicholson was in. Um, wolf. Where he he was. That was the name of it. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I thought so. <laughs> that was a great movie. That was a great movie. Yeah. But, um, I, no, no, nothing, nothing to do with um with the the loveliness of Phil's poem. Um, you know, it it has all the uh, the earmarks of you know. You make sure everything is tucked tight under the covers because if you've got any exposed flesh, you know, it's going to get grabbed at and, and, and you're going to get carried away. You know, um, you, you, if, you, if your hand dangles on the side of the bed, if your foot hits the floor, you know, he's got all, all, all the cautionary um, boogeyman uh, gotchas in, in, in this piece. And, you know, he did it in, in, in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Sure, awesome comment. That shot, what'd you think? Oh. Uh, yeah, the wolf thing. Uh, it fits right in with racism, with America, Canada, everything else. Uh, so <clears throat> so I would just cover on his. He said dangle. Uh, you dangle like like white people can't joke and stomp their feet. Uh, you can't really get upset when you're white because you get upset and you can't think straightly. And then we all know when rude stuff comes out when we get upset, whether it's true or not. Uh, so, so white people are like on the edge right now, and so they're all trying to express themselves like holy crap. Uh, you got Shakira saying, "Who is the beast?" You got uh, Hollywood saying, "Who is blue shirt guy?" Uh, for the record, uh, these are Canadian wolves. All our wolves were, were killed. Uh, American wolves are hmm. Canadian wolves, uh, and they run from cows one on one. They'll run away until they're outnumbered. Uh, so you know they're Canadian because American, those American wolves would go after the whole herd by itself. Uh, and so Yellowstone, uh, I like to think of it as a yellow brick road. And there's a great fountain of youth over there, too. Uh, I thought it was a great ride. <clears throat> Raz, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I find this right to be along the lines of any other means to tell, tell a bedtime story or lie to yourself that everything's going to be okay. And so... The wolf represents social or other types of pressures that uh, might endanger those you love. And uh, by assuring this uh, person in the right that the wolf will never get near them, then you're only mm-hmm. praying for the best. Awesome. Well, I, I love wolves. <laughs> they are scary, but I do love wolves. Okay, Raz, I'm gonna borrow your voice again. Can you please read for Mar- for Marius? <laughs> yeah, there I think one of the prompts where it was mentioned there are certain poetesses that uh really like uh harboring baby wolves they're a nearly extinct species mm-hmm. and that's part of the touch of having a creative force but, uh, here's Marius Alexander and a wolf came from the forest a wolf from the dark forest walked through our village to steal I remember he promised that crying kids are his preferred meal he stopped at our door growling, but I came out with a stick. In our house, there is no crying. Run away from here and quick. He was howling in midday with his tail between his legs, went away. The strange man on the streets bragged, I love only the worst kids. 
see I have a large filled bag. I am here to make some bids. I went out bluntly. I said, there is nothing here for you. My kids are good sleeping in bed. And you know that this is true. He took his bag with discontent and went and went. A merchant full of money came, making confusion and a big fuss. Proud of himself, having no shame from us. I schooled him like the others. There is no money in this world. Enough to buy kids from the mothers. Out from our village was angrily hurled. End poem. Cool. New translation of a Romanian poem. Huh. Have to look that up. <laughs> I didn't uh, come across this one when I was researching. This was really cool. I, I like the um, the way he. <clears throat> I guess he says a free translation, so I'm assuming that this is a, a loosely a, a loose translation of the actual um, Romanian. Um, tale, which is pretty cool. <laughs> you know, I, I I I like learning about new new uh you know tales from different places. I think that's pretty awesome. <clears throat> so it was the wolf and the strange man and the merchant trying to buy your kid. I mean, just picture this. You know what I'm mean? saying? Just a wolf knocking on your door, looking for crying kids. You know. <laughs> Sorry, but if they came knocking on my door looking for crying kids, the, the, the wolf would run definitely with his legs between his legs. <laughs> <laughs> my kids would scare the shit out of him. Um, yeah, this was... <laughs> Sounds like Child Protective Services went through everybody's house and everybody's kids crying. Yeah, right? <laughs> I go, yeah, right? Jesus. Good Jesus. This is a really, um, really cool. I, I like this little tale. This is, um, it's eerie in its own way. Like I wonder, like I'm sure that it loses something in translation, which kind of sucks because, you know, the actual translation probably makes it even more eerie or whatever. But um, so I know it loses something in translation because, unfortunately, that's just the way things are when you translate them. But this is really awesome. I, I'm glad that he he brought this because this was really. Like I said, I didn't come across this, so this was really cool to to learn about and hear about. This was really awesome. Brad, you read it. What'd you think? <laughs> yeah, there's a genre here, nature, family, rhyme, but I, I read something slightly different, and it's uh, one of those messages where you have in Europe, when when it came to mentioning wolves, that they were considered more or less politically the capitalist who's trying to harm uh, another form of government. And so here there's heavy emphasis on the wolf being symbolic for money. And uh, Mm. none of that is uh, really a kind of generalization that we know to be true now as to however, oh, this Romanian poem. In this case, it was an enemy because it had threatened the very state by which, uh, Everyone else had their livelihood. Awesome. Zach, what do you think? I want to say Romania is more known for vampires than wolves, but um, this had, uh, I felt, a a more positive spin to it, you know, of, um, you know, the the children being protected. Um, I want to say... Um, it was probably very metaphorical um, in, in, you know, 
the, the, the dangers that come for the children. And um, we, we raise our children right, so you're not going to get the children. And, you know, if you don't um, pay attention to this story, you know, um, and you don't raise your children right, then they are going to get taken away by, you know, a merchant, by, by the money, or by, um, you know, the wolf itself. So um, very, very heavy on, on that metaphor. But, you know, with, with, with the positive spin of, you know, uh, raise your children right and, and you know, we're going to look after them and we're going to make sure and keep them safe from harm. So it, it, was, uh, it, was, it was an excellent, uh, I guess, translation. I enjoyed it. Mm, agreed. Headshot was the thing. Yeah, to that wolf thing, uh, there was a wolf of Wall Street, and uh, being that wolves don't attack if they're even, uh, they have to get in, have an advantage to attack. That would fit the dollar, so the dollar would never uh, eat itself uh, because it was locked in at, at one, or it would never even challenge itself. It would stay below itself, so that might fit. Uh, another thing is uh, uh, it says no crying. In our house, there is no crying. Uh, we grew up tough, beating on each other. Uh, they, they put us in this mentality, right? This is American mentality. And yet she can just cry, scream, you get arrested, lose your life, kids, your car, your dog, and half your paycheck. Uh, so so it's just this, this wishy-washy that, that we have an issue with. Uh, for the longest time, they wanted this and they wanted that. So we changed and we adjusted. Hell, we're this hero and that hero. And now she's like, I want, I want somebody who's hot and cold, uh, this and that. Uh, so that's just where we're at. And, and it is what it is. It is the latest thing. And uh, too early is too late. Uh, I thought it was a great, right? Awesome comment. Excuse me. My throat is wrecked today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, allergies, man. Allergies. They're killing me. Come on, baby. It makes me hurt so good. Sometimes love is not <laughs> the way it should make me hurt so good. <laughs> I was just listening to that the other day right? in the car too. Now that he just did that, I was just like, "Oh shit!" I was listening to that the other day in the car. <laughs> Sing it, Raz. <laughs> Sing it, Raz. You got it. Karaoke, Raz. <laughs> no, I thought I'd just repeat the words, the lyrics, so it, it coincides with the recital instead of singing the song. I know, dude. <laughs> it's all good. <clears throat> okay, so I am going to put up Katie the Naughty Poet. This is called Go to Sleep. And this is how it goes. <laughs> go, to, go to sleep. It's 3 a.m. as Kitten lays staring at her sir, staring at her sir when he spots the time from the corner of his sight. Go to sleep, kitten. Close your pretty eyes. But, Daddy, I can't. My brain is too wired. Angels above you look down from the sky. Don't you think that's kind of weird, creepy even? You and I play a lot in the night. Stars glow as the moon in the sky shines, shining enough light to witness that devious smile. It's time to sleep, my little kitty. Close your eyes. Listen to the sound of my touch and feel of my voice. Ha ha, sir, you make me giggle. Time to drift into sleep, little kitten. Sorry, daddy, that's just not happening. My mind is more pinned than a deer in headlights. 
Sir moves in quick succession, peeking down on his little kitten, like the stars above the sky before his devilish mouth speaks words she longed to hear. Okay, kitty, have it your way. Why don't we play a little game and poem? (laughs) 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 She's definitely got the right name, right? Katie the Naughty Poet. Yeah, I don't think she was looking for a ball of yarn. Yeah, I I don't think that was the game that we were going to play, but hey. (laughs) Whatever floats your boat. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the way she wrote this. I I like her writing because it it always makes you laugh. You know, she writes what sounds, it sounds cute and, and kiddish in one way and you know, then the adult line obviously steps in and we're like, it ain't cute and kiddish. <laughs> but um, I do like the way she writes. I think she writes some really awesome stuff. Um, it's always got that little, um, she always crosses that little like, line, you know, the sexual part. But you never, it's never actually blatantly in your face, you know, which I think makes it even a better write. This is really cool. I liked it. You know, it brought a giggle to me. I, I thought it was really well done with the back and forth conversation going. So I really liked that. And, and, and the whole, uh, you know, uh, where was it? Don't you think that's kind of weird, creepy even? You and I play a lot in the night <laughs> with the angels above above you look down from the sky. It is kind of creepy when you think about it. <laughs> so this was uh, really cool. I like that. <laughs> Raz, what do you think? Yeah, here we're going to sleep. Um, at first, I uh, associated it to Radiohead, same title on Hail to the Thief, but this is a whole other version. This is some other writer's idea of going to sleep, and uh, what they're writing is uh, definitely a kind of a uh, nursery rhyme that I think would play out wonderfully even uh, this uh, many years later. Uh, I'm not positive what inspired this particular piece, but uh, how the poet captured the interaction of the little girl and why she would want to play with the kitten before going to sleep. It's just uh, adorable. Your typical bedside novelette. Awesome. <coughs> Rack, what do you think? <clears throat> I, I think she knows the difference between going to bed and going to sleep, and uh, she's trying to impress mm-hmm. that upon her. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a lovely thought. Um, you know, uh, I kind of, uh, my mind drifted more to um, what happens when you when a guy wakes up than uh, what happens when you go to sleep. But you know, um, she had her scratching post and she wanted to play, so it's fun. The playfulness in it is what makes it, I think, so relatable and 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 uh, enjoyable. Uh, it, it was a cool piece. Agreed. And headshot. What do you think? Wow, sorry. I was just, uh, yeah, I was, the whole time I was trying to get off of mute, my phone was like, nope, nope, nope. 
that's probably what I'm about to say. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, angels from the sky. Uh, the, the sun was God, which will blind you if you stare at it, uh, they say. Uh, people point to the sky when I ask them where God is. Uh, seems like we're due for a bit of a of an awakening. Uh, it's it said in there, pinned like a deer in headlights. Uh, I think Jesus, when I think of that, uh, uh, when you try to do something and you, you don't succeed, it's like headlights, uh, you're blinded uh, because so many mm-hmm. people uh, cheat uh, cheat and take advantage of others that it's more often than not. Uh, or I also think uh, wrestling, when I think pinned, uh, it's another form of fighting. Uh, it's not the same rules or effects. Uh, I, I thought it was great, right? Hmm. Agreed. Awesome comment. Okay, I'm going to go with Laughing Soul. Up on the board. And this is called The Glamour Star Siren of the High Seas. Aloha, sailors on rocky seas. Where signs where sings the siren her paramour to please. Hearken not her velveteen voice, a dirge she plays on cashmere breeze. Funky tiara with shingled mane, <clears throat> roseate skin gleams a star flame. Curled lips with round Tiffany eyes, spellbind seafarers gurgling champagne. The siren awaits a full moon night. To serenade love neath chiffon twilight, swoons her silken silhouette on euphonious tides, beckoning sailors her bait to bite. Oh, ye, hearken not her velveteen voice, the last she leaves you no choice. Ticks a death note, the porcelain clock perched on her corduroy hat, and lo, you hear her unabashedly rejoice. Beaded ornaments in copper lace frame the siren's enchanting face. Her portrait now decks ships adrift. A warning unheeded shall before her diabolic embrace. Aloha, sailors on rocky seas, where sings the siren her paramour to please. Hearken not her velveteen voice, a dirge she plays on cashmere breeze. End poem. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, so if there's anything worse for a sailor to hear, but the sound of the song of a siren, right? <clears throat> so I, li- I like the funky tiara and shingled mane. Uh, it's supposed to have a steampunk. Let me just make sure that I was reading this right. Well, yeah, it's it supposed to have like a steampunk. Huh? The sound of his true love lost at sea, the sailor. That's one of the other yeah. worst sounds to hear. Yeah. <laughs> True. True. Um, yeah, I like the steampunk uh, siren, I guess. I, I, this is a steampunk siren, which is pretty awesome just to think of in itself. Um, so I like the Aloha Sailors on Rocky Seas, where sings the siren her paramour to please. Harken not her velveteen voice, a velveteen voice. It's one hell of a voice, you know? Um, so I think this was really cool because I, I like the the whole steampunk feel. The picture is really awesome because it has that steampunk um, look to it. And 
just like I said, just trying to picture a siren, a steampunk siren is pretty, you know, impressive in itself. I think that's pretty cool. So I, I thought this was a, a really cool right. I, I like the way Laughing Soul writes, and um, this is one of this is one that's not. Um, and she was kind of writing stuff that was a little heartbreaking in its own way. This was not like that. This was a little more uh, uplifting in its own way. It kind of made you giggle to kind of listen to. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was pretty cool. So I, I really enjoyed this. So I want to thank you, Ashley Soul, for bringing this because this was really, really awesome. I thought this was pretty cool. Rack, what'd you think of that? Oh. I think she was writing about you. <laughs> I don't have a velveteen voice. voice. <laughs> the velveteen voice. The velveteen voice. I I, I thought that was, that was a cool phrase. Velveteen voice. Um, so some people have that voice that 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 just you know speaks speaks to you and 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 that 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 whole idea of the the siren song. Um, you know when when someone says what you what you want to hear, um, is kind of wrapped up in this, uh, as a. Uh, a fairy tale, um, you know, expounding on the the legend of the sirens, um, that that they would lure the sailors to to, to crash their ships on the rocky knolls and whatnot. Uh, it was very well done, very beautifully done. Ooh, but you know, great, awesome comment. Very cool. Sing to us, Lizzie. What you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm sounding uh, real good today. <laughs> First, like, that's the best picture I've ever seen in my life. It's like a mirror of myself somehow. Um, and, and other than that, I would say uh, it seems like this is, is a, the, the yell, uh, a yell to, to the enemy. Uh, it's like, it's like a, a woman saying, hey, we found a guy that's here to stand up for women he doesn't even know or care about. Uh, and... and uh, and and they might have done this or might have done that, but uh, but in the future uh, we know better, and and it's not going to happen again. And, uh, uh, yeah, women have been through a lot, and, and and we don't really care for our men too much, so we're angling more towards our women, and, and so we need to cut some men out because our numbers aren't that good. Canada's numbers way better than ours, and, and we have more women. So if we can get rid of some of the men in America. Uh, that would be awesome. I think women would love that. <laughs> we wouldn't be fighting over. We wouldn't have seven women on one man. <laughs> nah, I think the men would be a little upset, huh? The SS Minnow. You're in Marianne. <laughs> you can't marry all seven women. Unless you're Mormon, like this. <laughs> but uh, here, not with the government I, we have today, we can't. Saw plenty of uh, insinuations of the siren, and that comes primarily from the epic poetry of Homer in the Odyssey, where he describes mm-hmm. Ulysses uh, confronting these fabled and mythical creatures of uh, the ocean. Somewhere in the Mediterranean, they let, let out a sound that is so enchanting the sailors that they literally sail their ships off course into their own deaths. And uh, I think uh, this one does play a, a bit on that myth to a T. So 
this poet is really presenting the whole storyline as prolific as possible. Awesome comment. <clears throat> I'm not too religious, but it's, it's like if you put that with Jesus, it seems like Jesus was singing or played music for the first time, and, and they and they punished him for it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he was probably singing "Bullet with Butterfly Wings." <laughs> oh. <man. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Clark did think he was God. <laughs> uh, the, 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 the for uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, okay. Like, I just didn't hear who you well, said. That's uh, I was like, who? <laughs> no, but I was just Pumpkins. saying that because of that, that line on Joe. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I know, uh, I know uh, God is dog backwards, so whoever invented that word wasn't too smart. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I mean, I personally, I, wait a minute, wait, like I said, personally, I'd rather spend, I'd rather live on an island full of dogs, okay, than an island full of people, so, <laughs> so there might be, yeah, would it matter for your boy or girl dogs, dogs, though, what if they were all female No, dogs? they wouldn't, I, I have both, I have both females and males, I could care less, I, it's just, as oh, long as it's a dog. <laughs> From property. No fly you know, I, Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that dogs are, are loyal and they're, 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 you know, they're, they're, there is nothing, you know, a dog will love you no matter what. You could be as poor as shit yep. and they will still stand by you. You know what I mean? That dog will always be by you. You can't say that about 90% of the people that you know in this world, you know, are they still going to want to stand by you when you're at the lowest of lows? Most likely not. They'd probably walk right over you. Like they never better than having a wolf. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, a dog is loyal. That is pure loyalty. And if you're going to think of God as being this, you know, one that will never break a promise, he will never forsake you, he would never abandon you. Dog and God kind of <laughs> go hand in hand, you know. <laughs> so there might be something to the dog, you know, selling God. I believe in dog. You know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, there is, there is, I think there's a little something to the whole dog and God thing. I mean, I've always thought about that myself. God is spelled, you know, dog spelled backwards is God. And, that is one of the most loyal animals that you can possibly imagine. It's never going to leave you. It's always going to stand by your side. Well, well women do make so love to more things than just food. Huh? I said, well, women make love to more things than just food. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. All right, Raz, I'm going to bug you again. I need you to read for Wayne. <laughs> All I can read into that was the Department of General information. I don't even know what that means by the show discussion. I'm telling you, Chuck, <laughs> there's no connection with God, meaning dogs. It's just one of those <laughs> linguistic uh, mysteries, a <laughs> hominom. <laughs> So he didn't see that one coming, huh? He, everything, but not, not that one. He didn't see that one coming. Yeah, more. Everything else, though, but that one got him. Morrison used to say, 
that when I read the biography that he, he would point out that God was uh, dog spelled backwards and that it has something to do with uh, what you see on the cover of Strange Days, the second LP by the doors. Mm. But uh, here's Rain Gents, honey, I'm home. Dark. <laughs> Dark was crazy, everyone could tell. Then one day he met Annabelle. They became close and stayed alone. What they did was not well known. Annabelle liked to go out and look for a kid. When she returned, it was horrible what they did. The kid in the basement was scared and cried. Jack tortured them until they died. Nobody knew how many kids they got, but it was an awful smell as they rot. Then one day there was a knock on the door. Jack answered. Annabelle was lying on the floor. The man at the door said he was Michael Myers. Said his right to my got two flat tires. Well, I know if he could spend the night. Jack said, Hell yeah. He turned on a porch light. Michael said, I know that doll. I think we're kin. Jack started laughing and said, Come on in. After dinner, Myers donned his mask. Said he was walking to town. Don't ask. Annabelle jumped up, screamed, spun around. Michael knew they'd be two going to town. Jack grabbed his axe, headed to the basement. One kid was still alive for his entertainment. Jack would laugh as he chopped off an arm while saying he didn't mean any harm. Poor little kid weep, asked Jack why. Jack smashed his head, said, because you got to die. And the bullet Michael were out on the town. Screaming and crying was the only sound. Blood and guts poured into the streets. Michael thought it was Halloween with the treats. Town never recovered from what they gave. When they were done, must have filled up 40 graves. There were three they brought back alive. Jack made sure that none would survive. They still live there, happy as can be. Why don't you go? Take a look-see. And bump. <laughs> oh, thank you, Wayne. He knows, he knows the things that make me laugh. <laughs> He knows exactly what puts a smile on my face. This was really awesome. Um, I mean, I I, I I love The Shining with, with Jack Nicholson. I mean, I know the remake was supposed to be closer to the book, but I think all of us would agree that the original Shining with Jack Nicholson was the best there was. I mean, um, yeah, a, exactly. You know, um, Annabelle was a cool movie. Um I don't know where they got that doll from what she actually looks like, but hey, whatever folks did about. Um, <clears throat> and no, Michael Myers is, you know, he's pretty cool. As long as there's no Jason. Jason Jason's not my guy. You know, Michael and Freddie were definitely my guys. But so this was really cool. I like the way he, he combined these three as them living together. I don't know about nobody, but I'd rather not find out if they're still living happily ever after, which I'm pretty sure they probably are. Um, you know, Three nuts in the same house together. Perfect household. Um, this was really cool. It was funny. I, I, I liked his whole um, storytelling behind it. This was really, really, really cool. Really clever. Really unique. It was just an awesome, awesome write. So thank you, Wayne, for bringing that. As you read it, what do you think? <clears throat> yeah, it was like an episode of Robot Chicken where you have uh, <laughs> different forms of culture and they're interacting with their dolls. And uh, here, what surprises me is Michael Myers doesn't really go ahead, find a way to kill Annabelle and Jack. That he, you know, has some kind of harmony with anything 
because he's known to be a complete sociopath that can never relate with the outside world while he's a mass murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Hey, boo-boo. Hi. Sorry. It's all good. Sorry. So sweet. Sleep is kind of nice. Sleep is necessary, boo. No need to apologize for sleep. Sleep is necessary. <laughs> just, just, just don't let you touch the floor. If your foot touches the floor, the wolf's going to grab you by the flank. Yeah. I hope you didn't sleep close to the edge of that bed, boo. You're risking it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wolves are out of the door. Yeah. Wolves are crazy today, let me just tell you. <laughs> wolves are... Wolves are... <laughs> He's a good thrasher. And if the wolf don't get you razzmite, so you better be careful. Big <laughs> bad here. Do you do you bite Raz? <laughs> Raz is bite. the fifth on that one. <laughs> yeah. The requirement. Poor Lizzie. <laughs> Did you hear the poem, um, Boo? Did you hear Wayne's poem? Mm. No, I'm sorry. I didn't, but I will leave him a comment. Sorry. Yeah, it's really funny. I can, I really can comment funny. on that if you want. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Nope, that's Headshot. Headshot. Headshot sounds like Adam. Hi, so, Headshot. So this speaks to me as, hey, hey, Boo. Uh, this thing speaks to me of morals uh, and, and war and the sacrifice people people have to do. If you just place yourself in a war instead of where they're at, it's similar. Uh, uh, how we conduct ourselves uh, uh, throughout, and uh, it, I'm just saying uh, I, I hold the world record, or, or I won't, I'm just saying cops uh, were at the, were at war uh, with with crime for the longest time since I was a child. Uh, I would just say mm-hmm. I hold the world record for the quickest uh, war won, and if I were try to try to conquer the world or win another war, I would do it slower and better than ever before. You go for it. Rack, what do you think? Uh, I I think we need to be committed. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, we know this one, don't we already? <laughs> he, he well, he he's put it on paper and proven it time and again, and 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 this was just, you know, sick and twisted, Wayne. Uh, we and and I think that's why we love you. Um, it, it, it was wonderful. <laughs> Michael Myers and and everything else all wrapped in one, um, you know. The <laughs> I mean, you, you did you did a great job. Uh, he chopped off his arm just for fun. I it was really, you know, a lot of a lot of little nuggets, a lot of little nuggets throughout this whole piece. It, it, it was well done. Um, I, I'm I'm still wondering what they did about the smell. You know, you mentioned the smell, but nobody ever did anything about it. I mean, what are we supposed hmm. to go out and buy for booze? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Febreze kills from the odor, man. It kills the actual. Febreze don't kill the stench. Maybe they found the best bottle there was. Right, so I, 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 I 100% know. bacteria killer. There you go. <laughs> Next time he's got to he's got to incorporate Gordon Ramsay to make a stew out of everybody. Uh, and then they eat the then 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 they, then they eat the rotting corpses. 
<laughs> well, see, that's the problem. None of these guys are cannibals. That's the problem. Annabelle's not a cannibal. Obviously, she's a doll. Michael was never a cannibal. And Jack just wanted yeah. to see you dead. He I didn't like want to really, you know. You know, there's no cannibals there. They need another. They need to add a cannibal in there somewhere along the line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like a good well, they make it happen perfect the mm-hmm. Cannibal, cannibal cleanup. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, there was <laughs> people stuck on the raft. They had to eat half of one. Had to start eating each other. Uh, they were cannibals by the time they got found. Yeah, I mean. Gary's boy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was yeah, going to laugh at start eating You know, Jeffrey Dahmer yeah, was shanked in prison. Body's not smelling. Yeah, I go, you know, you think about it. Jeffrey Dahmer was shanked in prison. And that's surprising. I don't know any prisoner that wants to be in the same, you know, cell block with the freaking cannibal. You, know? you got some balls. <laughs> you got some balls, for real. Exactly. I mean, he lasted two years, which I think is, is longer than I thought Jeffrey Dahmer would actually last in prison. I mean, honestly. His, his punishment know, who... should be to eat vegetarian food only. <laughs> Do you know, yeah. and this is funny, because it's actually, a, I think it was a quote that he actually made that he didn't like people with tattoos because tattoos, mm-hmm. the ink, um, made the meat taste bad. It's funny. So yeah. I said, well, shit, I'm tattooing myself to death because no cannibal wants me. I'll taste like shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's what he said. He did not like, he did not like tattooing me because the ink made it taste bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, people still want to eat you, Lizzie. <laughs> I'm trying to protect myself. Don't, don't, worst don't, don't. Get eaten, I guess, <laughs> I'm going to Martinez. <laughs> well, boo, it depends on how we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were the one that brought up how your tongue twists, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you can touch your, your toe. Your, what is that, your nose or your tongue or something like that? It means something, I forget what. Yeah, no, man, my tongue... My tongue ain't that long, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it is not big. There's a different there, yeah. line there from piercing and eating somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you can tie a cherry in a knot or something like that, it means like you got skills. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw. I saw. Not even joking. I saw this guy playing. Yeah, well, I saw this guy playing the guitar with his tongue. Shut now, up. Now that's nice. a talented fucking tongue. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Give me his number. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, he was playing whole he was just playing the whole I'm like, Holy shit, that wow, is that one is hell amazing. of a tongue. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt. You would think, right? I mean yeah. damn. Shit. You'd think your tongue would yeah, be in pain, but now nah, he was playing it just fine, having a good old time, too. Huh? Wow. <laughs> I like a talented tongue. <laughs> I have to get on this side. We need to move on. They do cross licks. Special skills. You know, gave the guitar a few licks. Oh. That was just too freaking funny. It was funny. No, it was. It was just one of those things. Shit. Well, um, actually, I only have one poem left, which is Silk, and I don't know if Silk likes people having his, you know, reading his poems, or if he'd rather read his mm-hmm. own. Speed round. So I don't. So I don't know if I should read his. 
No, he doesn't like people to read his poems. Yeah, I didn't if, think if so. You, so. Mm-hmm. I can give you one if you want. I don't know if there's an yeah. audio for it. It's called re- I Rewind. Find one too. Rewind? Rewind. No, it, 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 it's, it's, on, it's on theme. It's on topic. Yeah, that's fine. No, I, I don't care if it's dark, or not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if I see. This time for speed round then, Ruby. I don't see one for rewind. Rack. Okay. Oh. You got a dark one? You got it. How about. I guess I need to You have a bunch of other ones here, Rack. Anything else you want me to? I mean, it doesn't have to be. No, it's it's a specific one that I was thinking of. I would have sworn it was called Rewind. Maybe look in your poetry. Is there one called Rewind? I'll look. I'll look for it. Well, that's what she did. She looked for it, and she didn't oh, see she it. Wait, I found it. I found it in the what you want to call it, so I can put, let me just get to your profile and then I can, <clears throat> don't forget tomorrow's open poetry at nine, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't even write something for my own show today, I'll figure that out. <laughs> Isn't that great? You've got dark stories coming out your butt. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well, that... <laughs> Did you read your own yet? Mm-hmm. Me, no, I, I haven't even like. No, she one just out said she didn't write. Said... Yeah, oh, I, I didn't write one for today. Oh shoot! You should read whatever. You got plenty. Mm-hmm. All right, let me just get. Wait a... No, that I've traveled all over all poetry. I got Rack on the board, and I have Rack in the studio, so here we go. Rewind by Rack and Tour. Sitting at her vanity, adorned in a diaphanous emerald camisole that exaggerated her alabaster skin, She gazed wistfully into the giant mirror. The room behind her was black as pitch, except for the dim yellow light underlining the crack beneath the bathroom door. Everything was quiet as a tomb, except for the rhythmic tick-tock of the grandfather clock. Keeping time with the sounds of the brush running through the waterfall of crimson hair, that made her look like elven royalty. Her dark chocolate eyes were puffy and moist from weeping. Moments like this, her mind can't help but play the skeletons of her memories like a xylophone, trying to soothe the ghost haunting her conscience. Closing her eyes, the lines between fantasy and reality blur, filtering out everything except the innocent squeals and giggles of a child's happiness. This was the sound that anchored her to this world. The bathroom door opened and a man emerged 
walking past her as if she wasn't there, turning her into a spectator, watching reruns in slow motion. A child, dressed for bed, came bounding into the room and leapt into the man's arms. He kissed her gently on the head and asked if she brushed her teeth. Of course, she replied soberly. He said, I love you, as he tucked her into bed. The child, now visibly overcome with sadness, said, I miss mommy. The man hugged her and said, So do I, sweetheart. So do I. Mm-hmm. End story. <clears throat> that was cool. <clears throat> I like that. That was really cool. I, I, I wasn't expecting that to be the ending, but that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I like how she was just sitting there watching everything go past her, uh, you know, watching her daughter, and I'm assuming her husband. <clears throat> um, it's sad, but the way you wrote it was actually a pretty cool um it was a really cool way of, of writing the story, even though it had a, a sadness to it, you know. But at least she was able to still see, you know. I, I think the 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 thing that made it not so bad is the fact that at least the thought that when you die, you can still see <clears throat> or keep an eye on those that are still here. And so you mm-hmm. grasped that. So I thought that was pretty pretty cool. I I I, I liked that. That was really cool. Guys, <clears throat> what do you think of that? Yeah, there's a, a whole kind of surrealistic touch here. This is like cinematography, what the poet has done with the verse. And uh, it, it touches upon earlier forms of surrealism where, where you have situations that they're not playing the way they would in a conscious state of mind, mm-hmm. but had the person who seems to be waking been in a kind of dream where external reality is providing subconscious messages to uh, what uh, you might expect to revolve or curve around normal expectations here. And I think that has everything to do with the central figure of this piece, not only hearing the crying of the ghost, but uh, treated to be no more but dead by these very living entities, which are the specters uh, haunting uh, this whole entire dreamscape or, or nightscape, as you would. Well, thanks, Chris. Headshot, what do you think? Yeah, uh, what stuck out to me was the the rewind. Uh, we just we just keep going in circles, and and everybody's finally waking up. Uh, we're in special times, and uh, it's it, it's showing in everybody's writing. That was a great write. Thanks, Headshot. <clears throat> awesome. And Boo. <laughs> boo Boo. Double Jeopardy question. <laughs> I think she's looking for I think she's looking for a poem 
she was trying to look for something dark that would fit. Oh, I'm on mute. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, okay. Duh. Um, yeah, the, that word, I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to say it right, Rex. There's a second line. I love that word. Was it the emerald chemical? I never, yeah. I never heard that one before. <laughs> That's a cool word. Um, and then the room, it starts off I, it's scary at first, you know, with the dim yellow light there. And you're wondering what's going on. And then everything was quiet as a tomb. That's a great description, too. And then I always think about the grandfather class I had at my house because we used to think it was so creepy. Ring every hour and half an hour. This, like, really weird ring that my still at my parents' house. It freaks me out. But, um, and then you're wondering what's going on. And uh, I think it's going to be like a monster or something. And I think your descriptions are great. Dark chocolate eyes is beautiful. Um, and then you, the skeletons and the memories, like a xylophone trying to soothe the ghost. And that's really cool. And then at the end, I, you don't expect it to end that way. Um, I mean, I will have these like, you know, I always wish, I always I get jealous of people that, you know, they get to see somebody they love in dreams or they come to them in dreams. I always wish that that would happen to me, but that never does. But then at the end, it's creepy and it comes down to missing the person you love, someone who's special to you, and and, uh, and you capture it the way you read it so well with your voice, your emotions, and I think you did an awesome job. And um, it's sentimental, too, just like you are, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. You're welcome, Rackerton. Okay. Did you find one, Boo Boo? Ooh, can you go for? I wanted to know if you found one in the studio, but I don't know if you if it's. I tried to find it in there before, but there's so much shit in there. I don't know if you're going to find it or not. I know probably heard it. (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna make you look for it now. Are we all gonna do a second one, Lizzie? Yeah, why not? Why not? I'm gonna I text, text you the name, Lizzie, and see if you can uh, we can find it. If you want to go before me, I can look for it. Sure. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. No, no. <laughs> me. No. So you know me. I have just pick any of yours. <laughs> I was about to say, you know me. I got plenty of dark ones hanging around, right? So well, you have a hard time finding something sweet. <laughs> yes. Don't ask me for something sweet, because then I have to be here for 10 years, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Baking this one's pies. called Blackened... <laughs> this one's called Blackened Lullaby, and it was actually um, written for Mo- Mordred Lullaby, um, which is a really cool um, thing. But here we go. Cradled warm, child of my womb, tight to my bosom I will rock you to sleep. As the darkness pulls you into the deep, my whispers will echo invading your dreams. Molding your mind as I sing this lullaby, flesh of my body fashioned to hate, whispering voices rise from the depths, sun born to bring that which was promised by fate. The darkness cradles you, rocks you to sleep, filling your head with rotted dreams. My bosom flows a river of hate, feeding you, blackening your veins. Sun through you, I will have my revenge. Years of voices drilled in your head. Braided hatred flowing red. Sun, go and serve me their heads. End poem. Thank you. 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 Thank
Ooh. Look at you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Rack, what do you think, Bob? Oh my goodness! I, I, you know, so the whole idea of you know raising a child and, and basically you know um, mind controlling, polluting their mind to a certain way of thinking, and, and you know just, just like grooming them for for the for destruction. Um, it, it's scary and sad at the same time because you know <laughs> you want hope, but you know you're almost you know it, it's almost like. Oh, I mean, the destruction that, 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 that would come of something like that, the idea of it is just really overwhelming. You did a great job with that, Liz. You really did. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Razzle dazzle. Yeah, I saw several messages in this lullaby, and it's uh, not one of brainwashing a child, but uh, a mother who might potentially be of harm to their own kid. This is a, a topic which shows uh, little relevance on the news, but it does occur with the federal system. And uh, these forms of mothers who would harm the children, they're sometimes forced to be separated by state laws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of those ones for sure. Um, hi, chat. Oh, I thought the ending was, was awesome. Uh, son, go and serve me their head. Uh, it would just be so awesome if somebody can qualify to be Santa Claus for Americans and just go chop off some heads and, and just fix everything. <laughs> Everybody's just tired of everything. Yeah, like who wants to be president when you could be Santa Claus? They were they were warned to be naughty or nice, so so can't nobody complain about it. I thought it was a great guy. <laughs> so you talk about chopping off heads, headshot. The guillotine was in use up until the seventies, believe it or not. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they still use the Yeah, nineteen seventies. This almost start, starts off like it's like it's sweet in the beginning. You're like, oh, okay, she's rocking her to sleep and in her dreams and everything in the lullaby, and you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then you remember it's Lizzie. And then you go. <laughs> <laughs> they all just ask where the money's going to come from and who wouldn't pay to see that. Yeah. And then filling your head with rooted dreams. And, there, you know, that's like that um, Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Those mothers mm-hmm. are and just had a, a patient like that. She killed, like, three of her kids. And every single one, she was she loved the attention and she just, I mean, I just was so sick, you know? And they said it was SIDS and all this other stuff. But then they were like, hey, <laughs> three kids can't possibly have SIDS in like yep. a matter of years, you know? And then uh, I'll have my revenge, years of voices to drill your head, flowing red. I like the uh, rhyme here, too. It's not overly done. It's really uh, subtle. And um, this just, to me, speaks like Lizzie, you know? I just, <laughs> I just see you here. Not that you would do that, because I know you're a good mother, I'm saying. (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah, good job, Lizzie, as always. Thank you. That was Lizzie playing Game Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Go, Lizzie, you're not in Okay, (laughs) yeah, that was good. Yeah, I'll go with that one. 
just because the read on this is unbelievable. It's not okay. me. <laughs> All right, here we go. Cockblocked by Mrs. Lil Boo. Maybe it's the shiny optimism that murders our objectivity. Denial, a vigilante on a suicide mission. Or is it that Clarity's visual field has been obstructed by candy-coated schoolgirl promises? Grand illusions of fables never discovered, not for lack of trying, rather due to dingy rose-coloured glasses we obediently wear, those without poetically perfect peepers or 2020 vision. The kiss of death. It isn't you, it's me. What a crock of mutilated dog shit that reeks to the high heavens. Apparently it is me. Otherwise I'd be on that urban legend ever elusive white goddamn horse with my metaphorical perfectly polished polite Disney Prince Walt. You sadistic cock blocker, do the math, ye blinded fools, the odds ain't good. Fairy tales selfishly cracked, the slipper didn't fit. Heroin eternally running late, sisters who'd give Satan a run for his money, and a stepmother straight from the fiery pit of Lucifer's clandestine back alley sweatshop. Perhaps the ridiculous rosy outlook has been oversung. Always sounded better in the shower, muffled by stone-aged pipes singing strangulated sinister squeals of reality. Kissed many a toad in my day, never received that crackerjack prize dubbed happily ever after. Can't even say it with a straight face, can you? Remember when people were real and hope was laid out in a dainty Martha Stewart pre-incarcerated <coughs> gift basket, enticing with those overstimulated dreams, one served with a side of enthusiasm? Yeah? Me neither. <laughs> That's Rick Howell. <laughs> you know what I have to say now, right? You know what I have to say? <laughs> Fairy tales don't come true. They don't happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Walt was full of shit. <laughs> Walt, sadistic cock blocker. Yes, he is a sadistic cock blocker. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I have to say. I sang my, I sang my diddly. <laughs> Raz, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, this show's uh, kind of uh, contemporary form of sarcasm. How you have <laughs> dream marriage and uh, everyone lived happily ever after, but then in the end, you have to go grocery shopping for ten or forty years in the same house, and uh, that—that's enough to lay any family to its uh, foundation of economical stress. Awesome. <laughs> Raz, what you, uh, Rack, what do you think? Uh, I think the only thing she didn't do was fillet the horse and make, and make a barbecue out of him. Beautifully sinister and sarcastic and, and you know, it, it was wonderful. 
You did a you did an amazing job with that. Thank you. This is why this is why me and Boo get along so well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hello? Rick. Too, by the way, Rick made it awesome. Hello. Hello? Thanks, Rick. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. Am I on mute or can you hear me? Hello, you, money. How are you ladies doing tonight? I am sorry I'm so late. I feel oh, silky. Silky. <laughs> time to read your poem. Yay. I, I, I Boo, totally can you hear me? So late. Yeah, 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 we can I'm hear like you. Out here on Pacific time and it was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just totally got messed up. All right, you're here. Yeah, I'm here. All good. Awesome. I'm glad you guys can hear me. Yep. I don't think what's going on here is though. He hears us. I think. Does she finish hmm. getting comments? Finish getting comments from Boo. <coughs> Headshot. From Boo or Lizzie? Boo. Oh uh, well, I read mine, but then Boo had me play hers that Rick read for her. So, okay, yeah, I didn't Boo's see I didn't oh, see okay. Boo's and I just yeah I was late for that I'm sorry. It's okay you heard it before. So it's okay. Totally different coming from a guy yeah and he was he was very emotional saying it like it was from him. Uh, it covered a <laughs> lot of the bases. Uh, left very few things out. Um, and not, it's not much to say but it's what everybody's saying it's what everybody's thinking. Uh, it's the majority. Uh, it's what it, it's what it, we're, we're going to be. It's what we're tearing ourselves apart about, and uh, so hopefully we come to a conclusion, or this thing's going to last forever. I thought it was great, right? <laughs> Don't believe a fairy tale headshot. <laughs> oh yeah, I would, I would just say that the good stories, the good stories are a bit yeah. off. We'll, we'll just imagine the bad stories are a bit off as well. So uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all off. Everything is off by a bit. <laughs> yep. Um, Walt, was just, Walt was just not normal. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not that man was not. I mean, honestly, let's get real. This is yeah. a man who went to yeah. to Disney, which is World, is it in California? He went to Disney, <laughs> Disney World for yeah. one of the princesses in I don't know what land had a conniption. Because it was not perfect. It did not suit, you know, she did not belong in that. And so he makes all the workers, well, now the, you know, obviously the family, makes all the workers walk through the garbage because they cannot be seen outside of their perspective area. I mean, that's hilarious. You think there was something, you know, mentally disturbed with the man? Yeah, there was something wrong with him. Really behind the scenes at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's something really. I mean, Disney. I went to Disney, and I tell you, there's so like there's really something scary about Disney. I mean, did you ever notice everybody smiles a little too freaking much? Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's like they're being held at gunpoint or something. It's like if I don't smile, they'll kill me. Yeah, yeah. They all walk most time they, they walk around corner. like they're scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. It's just a PCC they give you in the back. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. 
and now they want to make it's animatronics those crazy that actually move around. Is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I saw it on Shrek, and they, they said those those Keebler elves are ghetto, and just very, <laughs> you don't want to mess with them, so. Yeah, they, they'll fucking cut you. Saw. Yeah, they'll you fucking cut you. That's that's what I saw. I cut you. I cut you good. Don't hurt. Fuck you. Don't mess with them. Don't, don't yeah, mess with Mickey Mouse the, either. You seen Pal- you seen South Park, what? man? Don't mess with don't yeah. mess with Mickey Mouse, man. He's ghetto. He's ghetto. Mickey. <laughs> he's a rat. I go. He's a rat. Yeah, he's a pinch. Oh yeah, he is. Pinch rat. rat. He's not yeah. a mouse. They'll tell you he's a mouse, but yeah. he's actually a rat. You ever see Mickey Mouse on fucking uh, on South oh, Park? Yeah. Oh yeah, South you don't Park want to mess with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, Mickey. Uh, I can, I can read my phone like, again if that's right. He be coming yeah. in like, I hear you guys don't want to be uh, performing on my shit. Uh, he wanted when I took my when I took my oldest son to Disney. Okay, Eeyore came to you know hug him up and you know touch him and stuff. And my son swung back and punched Eeyore dead in his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Eeyore's kind of weird anyway. And Tigger man, what's that with Tigger man? He's got like a fucking yeah. spring tail. He's like boing boing boing. I mean. Yeah. Oh, it was it was so embarrassing. I just stood there like, oh, I, I'm so sorry, you know. What? What sex deprived maniac thought of Tigger? I'm just saying. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> and they all what? They, they all like they all uh, represent a certain mental illness, Eeyore's depression, Piglet's like anxiety yeah. or something. Oh, Eeyore's no. addiction to heroin. Yeah. And then when he's he in the he his head stuck in the honey, <laughs> the honey pot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes, he does. I mean, does. I mean, he's my man. He's my man. I, I, I always, I like to get my head <laughs> stuck in the honey pot too. But I mean, I, I can't, I can't fish it out. It's not obsessive compulsive anymore. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Yeah. Most of the time, it's changing for you. I mean, to to Disneyland anymore. Oh, no. so over no, the them too. I'm just like, yeah, that's that's totally me. I, mm. I'll stick my head right in the honey pot, even if I get stuck in the stuff. <laughs> but, like, <would>. yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> all freaking, yeah. It's freaking hysterical. Yeah, yeah you can't afford to step forward with me now. It's like, you like, get it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put up uh, uh, Silk right now, because Silk didn't get to read, because... Obviously, he just got here. So, Silk, you're up. Oh no, you're good. I I just I'm I'm so so late, and I'm sorry about that. I meant to show up way That's later. Okay. Earlier, I just mm-hmm. I've been really busy with all this stuff lately. Pregnancy test. Pregnancy. <laughs> okay. I, you said the honey you pot. told me they added the honey you pot. told me I am this is this is the dark honey pot, but you said you wanted something dark earlier. No, Lizzie, and here you go. Little jars. I keep my loves in little jars so I know their hearts are true. They whisper in the phantom mist 
and parting secrets most taboo. Counting each, I stroke their cheeks and float within their pools, content to laze within their gaze till their stares grow full. Then urges rise to find new eyes that caress my reds to blue. Orbs that shine kept crystalline, they dance for me on cue. Pretty puppets with vacant sockets upon the master they form. Adulation and lamentation at each fresh sister to adore. And Pum. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I keep my loves in little jars so I know their hearts are true. <laughs> that there is so go. creepy. <laughs> This is really cool. No, I just... Oh, so I like... What? <laughs> I was just I saying, yeah, really I couldn't cool. help but do the serial killer angle on that, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like the counting each. I stroke their cheeks and float within their pools. <laughs> I love the rhyme. I love the... I mean, it's, 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 it's a brevity, but it's so awesomely written. Um, it just has that perfect um, rhythm and rhyme to it. It's it's just so cool. I I really like this. Thank you for for bringing it. Thank you for reading it because I love the way you read. You always read so awesome. Like so, this is really 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 awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, I do my best. Thank you. <laughs> Rag, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. Um. I like the image here. It's a bit like a token of what I expect Mordor to appear like. And as to the little jars, you know, if these uh, satanic imps really do exist and uh, they're keeping different parts of our, our souls down there in hell, you've done a great job of describing why people are sad because it's very warm and how, but uh, tears they tend to flow down in a kind of cool stream. Awesome. All right. Yeah, thank you. Bill, what'd you think? Bobo. <clears throat> she thinks she can't find the mute button again. Oh, Lori. I love you read, as always. I mean, no matter what you read, it's like, you know, it always has a dark, sinister kind of vibe to it. That sounds terrible. But um, you know what I mean? I mean, you can read the sweetest thing, and it sounds naughty or dark. <laughs> <laughs> The picture itself is so freaky. I mean, and then it starts right there. I just want to read more. I keep my loves in little jars so I know their hearts are true. I mean, that's thick and twisted and really cool at the same time. Um, and then you may almost make it seem like intimate, like he has such a personal relationship with them because he's stroking their cheeks and, and he's almost like lovingly lovingly getting them prepared for the demise that's coming. 
and this is actually pretty short for you too. It's um, and then I love how you say pretty puppets in vacant pockets. Uh, I think that's really cool. <laughs> and you're their master, and uh, you know, um, and in the end, fresh sister to adore. Um, it's the whole kind of kind of demented and kind of romantic in, in a weird sick way, or it's just me. <laughs> but uh, either way, um. <laughs> I really dig this silk. I think it's really cool and very unique. Oh, well, thank you, Bill. Awesome. You're welcome. Rack, what you think? <clears throat> yeah, um, the the whole obsessive love thing. I mean, really comes through in this to me, um, and 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 the uh, the puppets and sockets. Kind of gave it uh, almost, I won't say a Disney-like, but but definitely an English-type feel to it because that's not a common phrase. I, at least I don't think it is in in, in the states. You know, uh, little poppets. You know, that 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 I think is is English, but um, it gave it a different kind of a feel to it. I would I wouldn't have placed this as your your right, um, except for a lot of the surrounding stuff does speak of of um, what I've come to associate with with what I read of yours. Um, but the, the whole thing, you know, is, is a wonderful right. story, you know, very obsessive, very, you know, <laughs> um, you know, bits and pieces of people and cars and whatnot. It, it's just, you know, when, when you start to, to, to think about it and, and, and digest, no pun intended, the, uh, the, the content of what it is that you're actually talking about, it's like, you know, oh my God, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's, it's like, you do love each one of them. But and to, to the point that you can't let them go, and 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 you're saving little you know nicks and souvenirs and pieces. So yeah, it, it was wonderfully long. Exactly. And, and, yeah. <laughs> wonderfully awesome. dark. Wonderfully dark. Totally fictitious, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know. We go to visit Silk and we got a bunch of little jars hanging around. Yeah, just like I said, totally fictitious, of course. Yeah, I thought it was If, if men knew better, they would know better. Uh, I, I think we underestimate the human imagination. I think uh, women don't pretend as well as they should. Uh, I, I think I think what 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 was tearing us apart is how we're being treated and how we don't want to be treated. Uh, just like a woman, uh, we're at our stage because men are beating and raping women. And, and what of what man is doing to man? Uh, it's being completely ignored, and it's going to tear this. this this country apart is a great rank. Well, thank you. Okay. Great. We're all picturing self driving around in a truck full of uh, jars rattling around in the Little back. jars. <laughs> the he wouldn't have them rattling around. He's correct. Yeah, we were wondering what that was. Driving. I'm, I'm yeah. in the front. I'm mm-hmm. in the fuss. Yeah, they're, they're in the back. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sitting in the fuss. <laughs> so, how about we have Headshot read his again because you didn't get to hear his. Oh, yeah. Boom. And um, 
Raz, if you want to read yours again, because Boot and, and, and Silk didn't get to hear yours. Okay. Does that sound yeah, cool? I think it hit a lot, and I'm sorry. I, I meant to call away earlier. Okay. okay. Perfectly fine. I got kind of hung up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, this one's called uh, Fractured. Uh, it's relatable to a few other poems. He raged in the game. Bound for greatness, plus conclusion, super cushioned subconscious. Is a conclusion not nor or conclusion from and to? To say a conclusion leads to conclusion. Are conclusions not a conclusion? Death with its confusion. Their restart is our rewind button on our coat. They get a plane to shoot down those not the same. We get a boat. Paddle from those with shame. Don't you know it? We are not the same and we're trying to show it. End poem. Silk, what'd you think of that? <clears throat> yeah, that was an amazing little brevity. I I was expecting something way longer because usually uh headshot you mm-hmm. write stuff way longer. And this mm-hmm. was actually a very this is kind of a brevity for you and uh I love I love to say a conclusion leads to conclusions or conclusions not a conclusion death. With its confusion, there we start. Is our rewind button on our coat? I like that. I like that just kind of imagery right there, and the um, the thought of it. Uh, and the whole piece, I really just dug it. Great piece, and great read, man. Like a forever nakedness. What? It's like a forever nakedness. Uh, the button. Because uh, cause if you ever, uh, I don't know, some people just put a pop in everything or or a boom. So if you add a pop to a button, the button pops and the, and the coat comes off. And because I just uh, talked about conclusions turning into a conclusion, I mean, you have tip, uh, variable issues re- uh, into a result and results into a variable issue. So conclusions turn into one conclusion, but it's not one conclusion because there's always two sides of the story. So even when a conclusion mm-hmm. turns into a conclusion, there is no ending. It's an ending within an ending of forever nakedness. And it's the ending, so it, it like so that's why we're stuck in the loop because we that's the end. The end is <clears throat> nothing, so we just recycle. Uh, we're 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 stuck in the beginning and the now, and, and that's the ending, the conclusion, and there is nothing. Hmm. Hmm. It just turns a one into a two and a two into a one, so you go forever. It's like a one and a zero with coding in the computer. um, Does this maybe have something to do with what we talked about yesterday? I don't know. It kind of seems like maybe. (laughs) And um, I mean, I I kind of see see something like that. I don't know. Maybe way off. I might be off on that one, but how it just sort of go around in circles and you never kind of get to the ending because people I don't know, it's how I see it, don't stick around long enough or they don't keep their their promises, they, or they promise you all these things that you're going to get to an ending you're going to, but they never do, it just kind of keeps jerking you around, I mean that's kind of what I, I see here, I don't know if I'm Yeah, they just have us miscategorized, they have us all mixed up together, uh, you're not supposed to shake a baby or or, or anything yeah. else to a baby uh, mm-hmm. 
it's really clever, and I, I like the rhyme, and I agree with Silk. It's short, which makes it, I think, more effective and more powerful for you. So, um, great job, headshot. Thanks. You're welcome. <clears throat> Now we're going to have Raz. We can read yours. Razzle, dazzle. Yeah. Can I comment for a second with Headshot? I find what he's yeah, saying right. to be completely true. What he's mentioning here in Fractured, that's how equally divided we are right now in communications. We reach those mm-hmm. conclusions, what he's proving by our own statements, our own volition, our own viewpoints. There's a conclusion, but there is not really any backing evidence to do anything more but reach those same conclusions of which we're going around in circles as to the same exact mm-hmm. state. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the poem then for a second time. <clears throat> Wolf and Willow. Wolf <laughs> and Willow. Midnight clock mantle, the ants are inside the woodwork, striving for the minutes left behind the wall enclosure. The boy meeting a father's failing stock hourly adjourned. The ghost aimlessly walked in the hallway, filing reaffirmed. A photograph of a great grandmother, the cheap lighter burned. Strange bending of the rocking chair, knees apart, the legs mending snare. Where or when is when and where to by chance dare? Was someone underneath the bed really there? I hallucinated the seismic activities lying in cold despair. Turned to look once, and someone was not really there. Blood pounding thick, the winter air is set at overkill chill. They paid the loan banker and the bean cooker for the shingle roof and ripped bill. Willow Woods, external directory to the window sill. Black book incinerates the bottom car real still. Knocking and knocking, spirit rapping, the darkness reaps. A sobbing noise against the bed, pulling close to the sheets. I should have said the kids those I offended on back road European streets. The willow woods are breaking the contained distance to necessary relief. And the wolf has me from below, dragged across the skyline trees. And so <clears throat> That was so awesome. What do you think, Silk? Yeah, I thought it was awesome too. Uh, whoever just said it was so awesome, and uh, I like this uh, third stanza right here. Blood pounding thick, the winter air set at overkill chill. They paid the loan banker and the bean cooker for the shingle roof and ripped fill. Willow Woods, a strong directory, the window so black. Book incinerated the bottom char real still. I I like that because it was kind of like a, a spoke to me of just like getting rid of the evidence, almost like uh, after a murder after a crime. And um, I just uh, I love that kind of imagery because I'm slightly a criminal myself, and I just I totally dug it. Awesome <laughs> slightly. So, slightly, yes, just slightly, just slightly. We all overcome ourselves sometimes. And you say nothing. You say nothing, Boo. I don't. I don't hear it. Anything Boo says, I totally deny. I deny anything that Boo says. 
Exactly. He pleads the fifth. That's it. (laughs) Yes, I Mm plead the fifth. What you think? Pretty creepy for you, Raz. I think um, just goes to show you you're writing how you can write anything and and make it interesting. And we're so used to uh, breaking our brains, but this one is pretty simple. I mean, I think understand for you. I hallucinated the seismic activities lying cold despair turned to look around and someone was really there. This is really creepy. It's foreboding. It's every stanza you want to know more and more. It's awesome storytelling. Um, knocking and knocking, the spirit rapping in the darkness reaps. I like the rhyme too. It's a subtle rhyme. And uh, and the ending I think is great too. And the wolf has me below dragged across the skyline trees. That's really scary. I think uh, you did a great job with this very descriptive, spooky, and uh, I don't have to read it twice. <laughs> Thanks for, yeah, I, I I won't comment on that, but I did uh, share the version the first time with you, I, I believe, the other yeah. night, and uh, mm-hmm. you like the poem. Like I was telling you, this is directly on Lizzie's prompt. It's the story if the wolf was under the bed and how it, it would mm-hmm. punish children. So they would actually say this story in order to scare kids so they would mm-hmm. look to uh, respect your parents. I know that nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <clears throat> like I said, the wolves are coming out crazy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I have no one in my head. Oh. <laughs> Since um, we're going to get cut off from Cloud Talk in a minute, I just want to thank everyone for calling. Silk, Boo, Raz, Rack, Headshot. <coughs> see you tomorrow night. Call, but I think she hung up. <laughs> yes, I will mm-hmm. see you all tomorrow night. <laughs> but thank we'll everybody back. who wrote for the show. <coughs> Can I throw one last comment out there? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> It wasn't until the file was was deleted that no evidence became evidence. White people have ruled forever. <laughs> Can someone else do it better? <laughs> like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, pull Hillary yeah. or Trump. I won't say none. <laughs> Good night, Lizzie. Thanks for having us. Yeah, well, the word. Good night. Uh-huh. Good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Out now. See you tomorrow. Good night. Good night. Good night.